This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello there, and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. I am your host, Ryan Key. Hey, Adam. Hey, Ryan. It's Nick. Hey, bud. Hello. I'm co-hosting over here. Dude, you're killing it. <laughs> Where are we on the scale of happy to poopy Gambarian uh, today? You know what? I'm exhausted. I decided... Sleepy Gambarian. Screw it all. I'm just going, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to the gym uh, 20 hours a day now. I'm like... <laughs> Who cares? Swole, dude. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna try and look like a wrestler by WrestleMania, which is this weekend. <laughs> you got Nick, Nick, and I are gonna show up a celebration, and we're just gonna be hunks. <laughs> yeah, shirtless hunks. <laughs> yeah, my newest, my newest cosplay thing is just some version of a shirtless Star Wars hunk. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be hairy, high waisted pant Ben Solo. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah, I'm just gonna when I get to celebration, I'm gonna set my dating apps to. Uh, like five feet vicinity. Yeah. Just be like, who's who's here that's single within 10 feet? I'll go 10 feet. And you'll be hairy and high-waisted. Yeah. <laughs> so many prospects. <laughs> All right. We also have a guest, our friend and recent Galactic Star Cruiser co-voyager. Fellow, fellow um, voyager. Fellow voyager. Dano Flores from the Dano Channel. What's up, bud? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks for being here. It's about damn time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good to see you again. And I'm going to have to have you guys on my channel soon. Yes. Yes. We're down. I'll be there. So, Dano, um, for the folks who don't know you, first of all, get your life together. <laughs> Secondly, let everyone know how you and your channel fit into this large, incredibly populated Star Wars content creator universe. What your approach is, where you see yourself in this whole thing. Tell the people. Well, I've got a channel called The Dano Channel on YouTube. It's primarily where I put out my content. Uh, it's mostly toy reviews, Disney Park stuff, heavy centered on Galaxy's Edge, more recently on Star Cruiser. Uh, went heavy recording all the all the details and minutiae leading up to Star Cruiser, so that's been my life for the last six months or so. But a big thing that I like to do with my channel is actually showcase smaller creators, people who make certain crafts that are involved in the Star Wars community. That's how I met a friend of ours, Mike Forrester from Hondo Supply. His, you know, his craft kind of tied me in. And so there's other different crafters, and that's kind of become my thing. I try to think of myself like a Guy Fieri in space, <laughs> nice. doing the diners, drive-ins, and dives, but for smaller creators instead of smaller restaurants. Um, and just trying to use my platform that way to build those communities, because that's one of those things that I think has been the best part about Star Wars, is those little pocket communities that come up. So with Galaxy's Edge, one of them was all the different droids you can build. So I started one of the bigger droid building, customizing communities called Mubo's Droid Builder Club. Created another thing called the Batu Bounty Hunt, where we do giveaways in the park, which is really cool. So it's a way for people to engage with each other, have fun in the biggest Star Wars playground that exists, and kind of give back to the community. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with things. I'm one of those people that loves Star Wars, all of it. Yeah. I know it's not all perfect, but I, I do genuinely love like all of it, even Star Wars Resistance. 
And I don't know anybody who's <laughs> who loves Star Wars Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Dude, you are you're a really good vibe. You're a good hang. Oh, thanks, man. And your uh, your positivity and energy is is contagious. And it's nice to meet people who are on the same side of the force. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in the online space. It's yeah. uh, somewhat rare. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. So you you're a content creator. I think is like the in the most common term. Yeah, I guess that's what you could call it. Do you consider yourself a podcaster? You know, it's like there's like a fine line sometimes, you know? I don't yeah, it's hard because I've kind of dabbled with what I do. Like sometimes it's a review, right? Sometimes yeah. it'll be like, "Hey, this new toy came out. Let's talk about it. Do I like it? Do I not like it?" Sometimes it's a more vlog type thing where I'm just walking you through my day like I did with all this Star Cruiser content. I'm really just breaking down like the segments of the the voyage. And they're like, hey, follow me along and look at my point of view. And I've even been doing interviews with more and different like creators. So it's kind of a mixed bag. I don't know if I would say podcaster really fits what I do. I always describe myself as like a buffoon who turns on the camera and knocks stuff over. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's become a recurring joke on my channel that every t- every video I make, I manage to knock something over. And it's that's what makes it an official video. If I don't knock anything over, it's not official. I mean, there's quite a quite a lot of things behind you and in front of you, I assume. So there's a ton of stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. It's sometimes stuff off the wall will just randomly fall too. So you're just, you know, it's like a quality assurance kind of process that you have, you know, like make sure it is. It, and the little stamp pops yeah. up. It's a, <laughs> it's a drop test video, is what it yeah. turns into. The reason I ask is we are, the plan is, at least, to make the jump to YouTube by the time Kenobi comes out. Oh, nice. That's the promise I made to my folks here. So we're about, what, eight weeks away? Yeah. And to do that, it's a big undertaking because, and it's daunting because this podcast is heavily edited because I'm just obsessive like that. And none of us are, you know, broadcast professionals. We spend a lot of time on microphones as as artists, but we're not like... And you pitch shift, when you edit, you pitch shift me down. My voice is super high. <laughs> yeah. Like really, really high. It's really <laughs> embarrassing until, you know, I get in there and hit him with the auto-tune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's tough to think about like how to make that work with video because I whether it's just like tightening the thing up, you know, I'm I'm kind of a stutterer. I pause a lot to get my thoughts together. So whether it's to tighten it up to make it easier and a, you know, a more efficient listen on audio, or if there's stuff we just need to rearrange. I do a lot of editing, and it's like hours every week. So bringing that to video is a huge deal. I know you spend a ton of time making content, creating content, editing, all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to talk about that and uh, go ahead and respond. But this this gets us to the, like the point of this whole episode, which is the time we spend on Star Wars. So I think like just... As you mentioned, you're going to be turning this podcast, which is in you know audio format, into a visual format as well. The first thing that I think of is like, okay, you need to approach YouTube as a visual format instead. And one thing I might even suggest that I see some podcasts do is they break down what they release on YouTube into chunks. Yeah. So let's say you have a podcast where you talk about three or four different things. You would release three or four different videos and you would just have kind of a generic lead in and generic outro. And you would just splice in, you know, your specific subject. And that way it's easier to search on YouTube, which yeah. is kind of, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things because YouTube's a giant search engine. So that's what you're, you're playing to on that game. It's a whole different platform than, say, podcast where that's more of a long format. Yeah. So yeah. it was just a different way to approach that medium. Yeah. This all leads me to, like, the, the main topic of conversation tonight, the idea of making Star Wars 
your job, how we've all turned this hobby and this thing we love into a job, whether or not we're paid for it. It's a job. It's work. It's a part-time or full-time job. It's a commitment. Yeah. It's a big commitment. It is work. It's hours and hours of work. So there is the dream, of course, of making it a real job and being able to transition from a day job or whatever to making money as a content creator or like in Sarah's case, being a travel agent who focuses heavily on Disney and Star Wars and then also has a podcast. So we wanted to talk about how, you know, in, in our case, this podcast has been a catalyst for, for changing priorities. With Dano, you having this YouTube channel and being an influencer in, in some sense, what that's like for us and maybe speak a little bit to folks who might want to get into content creation as well and then talk about where we're coming from kind of like emotionally as well why we do this and why, how and why we can justify spending all this time on just talking about something <laughs> like we're content creators, but we're talking about someone else's creation. And it's an interesting kind of concept. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things though, like as you're mentioning it, the first thing I think of is if you want to get into this, you have to have a good support system <laughs> or be on your own. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do this if my wife didn't take care of like everything else. Cause I also work a day job. I work a full-time job. And then in my hours outside of that job, like almost every hour outside of that job is spent working on the channel, whether yeah. it's actually making videos or it's focusing on analytics or writing out a plan or talking with other creators and brainstorming ideas for the future. I maybe get an hour or two a day that's not some form of work. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things like without my wife, I wouldn't be able to do this as much as I do. So like, if you want to get into it, have a good support system set up because you need it. That's why I said I'm going to have my dating app at Star Wars Celebration set to 10 feet. (laughs) I need to find someone who understands this. (laughs) They need to understand my life. For us, especially the past uh, couple months, because I'm now making this transition, I've been in a band for more than half my adult life, but I've also had a day job for the past almost seven years, you know, because I took a step away from the band for a while, did that. And now things are ramping up where... I actually got to quit that job when this comes out, actually. This is my last day. It's something that like feels very much like starting another band for all of us. Like the joke the joke was at first like year or so of the podcast, we referred to Thank the Maker's Instagram account as the band account. <laughs> and just like a band has roles outside of who plays what instrument, like the you know, a primary songwriter, uh, somebody who does social media, somebody who's kind of the the press interview person. There are definitely parallels there. So Ryan and Nick, you can speak to that as well. You know, Mm -hmm. again, us all being band dudes. I mean, I've always, you know, to be honest, I've, I've struggled throughout the growth of the podcast, sort of watching both you and Nick, how much time and uh, how many hours of your life that you put in to make this thing happen. Because when we started the podcast for me, you know, it was something where I had to sort of be very upfront about like, you know, you, you wouldn't say what I'm doing is a day job because that's the difference, right? Is it is a day job is like I'm clocking in at nine o'clock in the morning, getting off at five, but I'm hustling so hard all the time, trying to play shows where I can, trying to, you know, just figure out every little thing I, I can do. And so I've always felt like this sort of guilty conscience of like, I'm not giving enough to the podcast, but it makes me so aware of, to your point, Dano, the amount of sacrifice, dedication, time spent, you know, you have to be willing to give to make content creation a reality in your life. And I I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of young people see 
millions and millions of followers on YouTube and Instagram and everywhere. And, you know, well, I'm, I can do that too. And I think there is a little bit of naivety there for a lot of people not realizing what it actually takes to build a channel or a podcast or an Instagram account or to the level of doing it professionally, you know, making, making an income say that is like sustainable for, you know, you and your wife, like that's the goal, right? How cool would it be if Star Wars was your job to the point of this episode? So I've always just been really grateful for the amount of work that Adam and Nick put into the podcast because I, I feel like my job that I have in music still can be just so consuming in that same way. Like just every hour I have goes into it. And so it's been a real treat for me to step away from that once a week and talk about Star Wars with my friends, you know? And, and I think we, we've all, we all look forward to like, maybe, maybe someday we're just thank the maker. That's just what we do. You know, that would be, if you said, Hey man, you might not be able to do music anymore, but your Star Wars podcast is a full-time job. I'd be willing to roll those dice. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's been an amazing learning experience. And, and, uh, and again, yeah, I've, I've just been really grateful for the amount of time and, and effort and how much I've learned from the guys who actually do the homework on the show. You know, for me, it's been like, I, I learn something new every week when I come on the show. So uh, I've enjoyed that. I think the craziest part about all this, which we can't tell the story of the first two years of Thank the Maker without saying that it basically started two months before the pandemic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it really was a sense of we had not a lot more to do like in our personal lives, we had way more time is more a better way to put it. We had way yeah, yeah, more yeah. time during like the real, like when we were in the trenches of, of COVID. So there was a lot more time to, to dedicate to it. And then stuff sort of started to open up and life got a little busier. And uh, that's the like weird ebb and flow that we've had. I, I feel like with the, the podcast in the last two years is there was, there was a point where, there was nothing but time to do our breakdowns and plenty of things to cover because we were just starting out. And, and now it's like, yeah, life has straight up been getting in the way, but it's something we want to do. You know, it's something we want to do and also enjoy doing. And we do see a future in it. And whether or not it's like, even possible to have any form of Thank the Maker or content creation be your sole income, that's yet to be determined, but for it to be worth doing, I think we're all in that early stages of that. And you could see with Adam, you quitting your job because there's some income. That's great. And and another huge thing is if there's more Star Wars content, then there's more for us to talk about. Yeah. I, I don't I don't think we want to ever become the like the top ten Obi Wan Kenobi facial hair uh, gestures <laughs> uh, podcast. You know, like we're not really going to be like like looking for things to talk about facial hair us, gestures. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't oh know. God, that's great. <laughs> there's really only one when he goes like this, right? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I'm rambling a little bit, but I mean, it, there there's been a lot that has happened over the last two years. And like, even, you know, Ryan, I'm, I'm with you a little bit the last six months or so where I'm like, my life is like fully back mm -hmm. and I don't have a support system. Like I'm, I've been single for the last six months and my band has been active again. And like, I'm doing everything on my own here. So it's like, my time is like divided up like crazy and I'm really dumb. So it makes it <laughs> so hard. <laughs> No, dude, I maintain you're the smartest dude from Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up there. You know, Rodney Dangerfield's from my town, so I'm not even the smartest guy from my town. <laughs> I, I think there, there's something interesting about it, too, that we really have only been doing this for a couple of years, 
And I'm facing this in another aspect of my life where I'm starting a musical project that actually has some legs that I've been working on with one of my closest friends in the world for five years now. And we're just releasing our first couple of songs to the world. And we are, in essence, starting a band from zero. It's not a band, but the, the, the metaphor of starting a band in a garage, like that no one, you know, you haven't even played a show yet, that we're there. And we're not... 25. We're, we're both, we're 42 years old, Very you know, not 25, and, and yeah. we're like starting this from scratch and we're, we're, it's, it's wild because we're starting to talk about playing some shows and, uh, really kind of going for it. And I, I'll have those conversations and be super psyched about it. Like, yes, this is happening. But then I'll also be like, wait, but by the time we grow the band, I'm, I'm going to be 60, you know, like based <laughs> yeah. on the time, time that it took last time. So uh, I think this is just to bring to uh, back to the point of like trying to make content creation, you know, your job, you know, putting the amount of time that, that Dano and Adam put into editing and, and creating their content. I think, you know, it's nice to share with, with people who are listening to the podcast and maybe are interested in this kind of thing really how much work goes into it because it is a lot. I mean, so much of what I've been talking about with this musical project has been like, that just sounds like something that 20 year old people do. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but I, I, I think I've learned through the pandemic, through streaming and Twitch and Patreon and all the different things I've tried and the podcast included. When you look at accounts of, of content creators who are just the biggest, you know, in the world doing what they're doing, no matter what the medium is or what the, the subject matter is, you really get an understanding of how they don't get a minute off. They, you just don't. Content creation is a full time, almost around the clock. Like, Dano, when do you sleep? That's my question. <laughs> I rarely sleep. I usually get like, I don't know, I'll go to bed at like two or three, be up for work around eight-ish, like oh. seven or eight. And then go do my work day, then come home, right into the office. Maybe I'll take an hour or two for dinner and the wife, and then she goes to bed, and then I'm back at it as soon as everyone's asleep. Dude. Uh, I'm not always the most efficient at getting stuff done, (laughs) but I'm usually doing something channel-related at all times. So there you go. I'm lucky that my day job, I do a lot of work for the channel while I'm at my day job. I'm posting on Instagram. Yeah. I'm queuing up links, and I'll even premiere videos while I'm at work. And be in the live chat while I'm at work doing stuff, just, you know, just to keep stuff fresh and going all the time and managing all the different communities and stuff, which is one thing I did want to touch on. Uh, you were talking about growing a channel, growing a project. Um, one of the big things that I've kind of realized lately is there's sort of two kinds of growth you can get to be successful. There's like viral growth where you just have something big and it just takes off on its own because of the platform stuff mm-hmm. like TikTok. If you get a viral video on YouTube, it'll take off. But there's also good organic growth with a community. And those are two different animals entirely. And so one of the things I've been trying to lean into more in the last couple of years is that community aspect. Sure, I can do videos that get hundreds of thousands of views because they're, you know, me breaking a lightsaber or something, you know, flashy that will be clickbaity and get views. But it doesn't necessarily always bring the type of viewer and type of community that I want. And one of the things that I've had an issue with is when I have had videos like that that are go a little viral and bring everybody in, it has mental effects on you. When you start seeing people who are just like, you get a big mix of people who are like, this is awesome, really cool. And then you get the one jerk who's going to be nasty about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's so generous of you to just say one jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what, though? It really is like a 1% thing. That's good. I'll see 99% glowing, wonderful comments. It's the one. Yeah. The one that digs. 
and it gets you. And you see more of that when you have that viral fast growth. Mm-hmm. But when you have a more slow growth and you build it and cater it more towards a community, you see less of that. And it keeps you more engaged and makes you want to do it more. Because I've, I've had friends who are like, you know, they've had stuff blow up and they get burnt out quick because they're like, this is this is hard, especially in the Star Wars community where it's not always super forgiving. You know, the, it can get rough sometimes depending on what side of things you're on or even if you just want to enjoy things. And the group of people that don't want to enjoy things decide to make you a target. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that that happens in just one of those things, like as you guys are growing this, uh, just kind of keep that in mind that like focus on that community and build your brand of people. You get to, you know, you get to do that as you're, especially as you get to YouTube, you're going to get new faces and new eyeballs over there. And it's a new opportunity to really foster and grow those communities and lean into that. Cause that's ultimately who's going to support you. If this is going to be, you know, something that you all do full time, that's where you are going to get the revenue from is, you know, whether you have an ad or something you want to, or a service that someone reaches out to you, wants you to promote. It's that kind of stuff that makes the money, not the ads that play on YouTube. Right. And that doesn't happen if you don't have a good community that trusts what you say and, you know, and you guys see eye to eye. You're saying a lot of things that are resonating here. The community aspect of it, it's been great to have a pretty consistent patron community. And, we, you know, we've got patrons right now listening and watching us uh, record live who are absolutely like the reason that this is possible. Absolutely the reason that I was able to quit my job. Again, this is like just a, a portion of my income. Like this is my part-time job. Like if you look at the numbers, it looks like my part-time job, even though I pretty much do it full-time. Like that's possible because of patrons. And we were lucky enough to have this great sort of Venn diagram of fans of our bands who are also huge Star Wars fans. And then that creates a, a really cool connection because we already share something in common. Then we have this larger thing in common that we're really emotionally invested in. So it's amazing. That's a long way of saying thank you, patrons, so much. Patreon.com slash link to make your prod. <laughs> and then there's the kind of community that we get from actually being able to meet people in person who we've met along the way, like the creator community. Seeing you guys in, in person, like talk about like the best, like going away party for the pandemic, dude. Like not that it's over, but it, it felt over enough that we could go do something like Star Cruiser. That was a huge part of why it was so emotional for all of us, I think. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we've done st- stuff. To, we spent so much time together, Mike, especially like I've seen your face in this tiny little box just from like the chest up for hours and hours and hours and hours. And I saw you in person. I gave you a hug. Like you're a real person that exists that isn't just pixels. Like it's so meaningful. So maybe talk a little bit about the creator community and folks you've met, Sarah and Mike and everybody, and, and what it means to you. That's actually been like a huge, huge thing for me. Uh, one of the videos I actually released today, it started with like a two minute talk about these people that were, they were on our Star Cruiser voyage, um, some friends of mine, Magic Journeys. And after you guys closed down the Star Cruiser, we all did the first night. Uh, I ended up hanging out with them till like two in the morning. We just kind of wandered the bridge and got to hang out. And it's one of those things that like I look back on and be like, these are my favorite moments as a content creator or whatever you want to call it is when I get to actually sit and hang out with my peers, like especially I'm not in Southern California, which is where a lot of my Star Wars Disney parks content is centered around. So Mm -hmm. physically I'm in Las Vegas and I don't really get to see these people very often. And so when I do, it's always one of those things that like it's always during a special moment during like celebration or there's a big event convention like D23 or WonderCon. And then I get to see everybody. 
that's like my social circle is when I get to do those events, go to Disneyland and see all my other friends with cameras and the other channels. And I think that is its own kind of support system. Mm-hmm. Being able to hang out in, you know, even if we're just sitting there over coffee or food or whatever, just, you know, moaning and pissing about analytics for a little bit or what works and what <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. It's those like super relatable moments that are the coolest. Like that's what's fun to me. And on the creator side, it's not something like that the audience really gets to see or hear because, you know, they just watch the videos and consume what we put out. But there is a lot of that, you know, background talking about what works, what doesn't work. And that creator community is really cool. And it's a neat thing. Once you become a creator, you kind of know because you know all the struggles and the pitfalls and you know what a grind it is to get to those first thousand subscribers or, you know, to get your channel monetized. Like once you've gone through that and you've been through the trenches on that, there's a camaraderie there and it's it's cool. Some of my best friends are fellow content creators and it's different than my my music friends. I, you know, all my friends are from like the punk and ska scene out here in Las Vegas but we don't get to talk content and it's a different kind of kinship because they don't do that same thing. And you'll, you'll meet new ones and they're, you know, like it'll, it'll be cool to see how your community and your friend circle grows depending on who you bring on the show and, you know, et cetera. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nick, talk a little bit about Batu Crew and how that was like your entry into Star Wars community and, and content creation, essentially. Yeah, that was, uh, again, something that can't not mention the pandemic because it really put a halt to some things. But, uh, you know, early on, being here in Southern California, I wasn't a, a an annual pass holder uh, until Galaxy's Edge opened. I, I legitimately bought a ticket to go to the preview of Galaxy's Edge. Bought a ticket to Disneyland just to go to the preview, which was like early June of 2019, I think it was. And uh, left there with an annual pass. I went like directly to customer service and was like, I need a pass right now. The Millennium Falcon is four (laughs) miles from my house. I will be here (laughs) once a week. (laughs) They were like, calm down, sir. You don't have to yell at me. (laughs) Just give us money. Uh, I just, I turned that ticket into an annual pass. And then it was so early on the Orlando galaxy's edge wasn't open yet. And I just was walking around with two friends. One of those like stupid moments where I was like, hell yeah, look at this crew, Fatu crew. And then like one minute later, I'm like, hold on, I got to stop walking. Let me get this handle real quick on Instagram. Fatu yeah. crew. Okay, cool. So, you know, it was so early on that it was just, if you typed in the word Batu on Instagram, like it's the first thing that came up for so long. And just like anything else, whether it's Thank the Maker or any, like it is all about building community for me. And it's about having people be seen and recognized for like who they are and their love of Star Wars. And to me, like especially what it turned into was, I don't know, cool people, not necessarily like bounding, but like people who knew how to take good pictures and wore like a reasonably fashionable Star Wars outfit or whatever, not necessarily bounding because honestly, it took a solid seven or eight months before I started to see here in Southern California's uh, Galaxy's Edge 
before people knew what to do in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. I think that they, so many people showed up and whether they were underwhelmed, overwhelmed, whatever it was, was it all had to do with their expectations. And I don't think people really knew what they could get away with. They knew they couldn't costume. And then really, I want to say right at the turn of 2019 into 2020 is when I was going once a week and I saw people bounding and I was like, oh, it's happening. Like people, people are making this place their own now. It's no longer, what can we do here? What should we do here? There's not enough to do here. When 2020 hit, people started to bound, Rise of the Resistance opened and it was so good for two months. And then the pandemic happened and just put like, <laughs> yeah, just straight up stalled everything. And uh, I only got a Disney pass uh, about two weeks after we got home from star cruiser again. Cause I just, I did not, I, the top two tiers have been sold out for a while. And honestly, going back to me being dumb, I forgot that I could upgrade my Disney pass. So I bought the second tier Disney pass in hopes of upgrading it when the third and fourth tiers become available again. So I went to Disney last week and I just did what I used to do. I met up with Austin Romero, like just chilled in Galaxy's Edge for a little bit, had a great time, watched the fireworks. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to kind of pump some blood back into the, the Batu crew community because it was something that people were and are genuinely excited about. And uh, I mean, there's definitely other accounts now that, you know, have kind of surpassed what was was going on there. But like my Batu crew Instagram profile was very strictly for a while park content. So once the parks yeah. were taken away from me, like I really had a difficult time, like kind of creating yeah. some sort of content. So I think now I'm back though. I feel good. I got a Disneyland pass again and uh, I feel inspired for the first time in a minute for sure. You're one of the hosts on the biggest Star Wars podcast on the planet Earth. Of all time. <laughs> How about of all time? Of all time. <laughs> we should probably clarify for folks who don't know what bounding is. It's rather than uh, wearing a full-on costume, which is only allowed on the Star Cruiser, it's wearing something that's themed enough. You know, if you're Disney bound or you're Batuu bound, you would dress in something that looks in-universe enough to feel it but you're not breaking the costuming rules. You're not showing up dressed as Luke Skywalker or something like that. Yeah, or even something like color-wise that looks like, oh, you're wearing like orange, navy, and maroon and look like Ahsoka a little bit, you know, like that, that right. type of thing. Like there, there's definitely some creative ways to, to do some bounding, which is definitely awesome. Now that I have that new Ray Skywalker saber, I've had pre-pandemic plans to do a Ray Skywalker like bounding, like, like all white brown boots, that type of thing. So now that I have the saber, I'm like, oh, it's on. I got to do this. Ray Skywalker did have a beard. So this kind of opens <laughs> opens the door for um, discussion about the balance, something that I think a lot of people don't think about, especially when they think, oh, I'm going to get into content creation or I'm going to make a podcast, whatever how it changes the experience of park going or even just watching a new Star Wars show or, or, or movie, whether or not you're consciously uh, analyzing things differently, it just becomes part of your existence to overanalyze sometimes. So Dano, talk about that. And I especially want to hear you talk about being uh, on the Star Cruiser and filming as much as you did, taking as many photos as you did, because I was watching you thinking like, oh, my brain couldn't do that. 
Like I'm not, I'm not equipped to multitask in that way, the way you, you had that camera out the whole time. So it specifically with Star Cruiser, it was hard, obviously, because you want to be engaged and you want to be playing the whole time. But you're right. I did have the, the camera out all the time. And it's one of those things. It's like a balance. I didn't I actually had a, my good camera that you're seeing me through right now in the room and I didn't have it with me because mm. I didn't want to take me too far out that I was looking through that lens. Instead, what I did is I tried to find a balance, like you're saying, where I did a little bit of both. I used my phone and I would just keep the phone kind of at chest level so that my head could still be in it. But I was at least documenting what I could and not worrying so much about the screen. So that was a decision I made probably within the first 45 minutes of us getting there. Like once we were in our room, I was like, do I get the camera out or do I just rely on the phone so I could still be in it? Knowing that the sacrifice I was making is I'm going to have poorer footage. Mm-hmm. The videos I make aren't going to be as good looking, but I'm going to be more involved in the actual story and be able to enjoy myself a little bit more. So that was a, a decision I had to make. And I think I'm doing okay with it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm fine with the content that came out. It could be better. I do kind of kick myself over some of it because I wish I would have had my good camera out for some of those things. But it's just one of those things you have to you have to make that decision. Like, hey, I'm spending all this money to go do this experience. How much do I want to let the lens dictate that? How much do I want to let that take me out? And I am a person who really appreciates these experiences, like on an emotional level. And I let that go first before I let the, hey, I'm going to make money on this video. Yeah. You know, I one thing I want to do on my channel is always be genuine. And I think if I was more focused on what the camera was doing as opposed to what I was doing, the videos wouldn't have that same heart and they wouldn't be as honest. So it's one of those things like I've in all the videos that I've released recently, I think I'm on chapter six now. I do this thing where I turn on the camera and I speak to it first and I say, look, this is explain the footage. This is what I was going through at that moment. This is how it went for me. You're only going to see snippets of that because it was just on my phone, but kind of put people in my headspace as to where I was. And that's something that you you have to do. And even when uh, to get into like other aspects of Star Wars, when a new movie or a new show comes out, it's work. You know, I could just sit there and enjoy the new chapter of Book of Boba Fett, but I know I'm going to have to talk about it. So one of the ways that I tried to find balance in that was to make my first watch be with my community. I would stay up really late and do a live stream. I'd go on about an hour before the chapter came out, hang out with everybody, let everybody, you know, have a good time, chat. And then as soon as it came on, we would all sync, hit play at the same time, and we'd watch together and I'd look at the chat. And it became more of a communal thing, which I found way more fun than trying to do a breakdown immediately after. Yeah. So it's one of those things you just got to figure out. It's tough, man. Like, we realized probably like, uh, you know, a few weeks into the Bad Batch that our coverage was just way too late. We were releasing the the breakdown episodes like the day before the next episode would come out. So if you didn't listen right away, it was probably like, no, nah, maybe I'll get it next week because the new episode's here and why am I going to listen to this thing about last week's episode, right? So we committed to doing day of coverage of the Book of Boba Fett for, you know, immediate release essentially. Like as soon as I'm done editing, it goes up, which is late night, Wednesday, early Thursday morning, keeping it kind of on the same schedule, Thursday releases. So what that means is I would, you know, Nick gets to watch at midnight being in Pacific, but here in central and Eastern, like that means like watching the new episode while you're eating your Cheerios and then immediately watching again with subtitles to catch all the stuff and while taking notes 
and then digging into notes and then getting ready to record a few hours later, it really changes the experience. So I made a conscious effort and with Kenobi, I'm making like a panic room that's completely soundproof. No one will even look in my direction when I'm watching that shit. Mm-hmm. because I can't ruin that experience. So like I have to like commit to not even touching my phone the first time around, like almost like meditate. I'm one with the force and the force is with me to just like watch it and not be in podcast mode, you know? Cause yeah. I know I have to do that. So I at least want to like get that first hour of pure viewing experience, you know? Well, the, there is, there is something sacred about at the core of all of this, our excitement and enjoyment and love for star Wars we stay true to that, you know, like what we liked mm-hmm. when we were a kid through now into our forties, that's the reason why we're still around. So like, it's difficult as a star Wars content creator or podcaster or whatever you want to call it to approach all of star Wars as a content creator. Like you're missing the point, you know, and it's the same thing right. of being in a band. Like I'm probably like the least efficient musician in my band, <laughs> but like, but like, I love music and I love playing music and the excitement that playing music and performing that I feel like that's why I keep doing it. And like, if I, I feel like knowing my personality, if I know too much behind the scenes of anything, being in a band, musician, Star Wars, anything, it's going to like lose its, its shine to me. And like, I know that personally, like, so I always toe the line of like, doing or knowing enough, but not too much because I don't want to lose that wonder and that excitement. And that works for me. Like I know not everyone is like that. And thankfully other people don't have that issue and are able to kind of like drive the bus, you know, whether it's here or, or in a band, like someone doesn't have a problem being the leader or the behind the scenes person or whatever, you know, it's like that works for them. Other things work for me. And, and that's why like, it's good to collaborate on these sort of things. Well, that's what I think the most valuable thing for me being a podcaster for the first time in my life has been, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, just how much I've learned. You know, it may, this may make me not worthy of having a Star Wars podcast, but I'm, just, I'm mm-hmm. not someone who's watching the episode and like catching some of the, the smallest, did you see that logo on the wall behind that clone trooper? And did you notice that clone trooper left side of his helmet is... You know, like that kind of stuff that gets picked out sometimes in the notes and we go to do the show and I'm like, no, I didn't. But (laughs) going back to watch that now, you know, Uh, so I I think my knowledge of Star Wars from a a much broader sense, it's it's just grown so much through doing this. So I've enjoyed that. And I I don't think I watched the shows as much from like an analytical standpoint. I think I watch it more knowing that my role on the show oftentimes like I'll just is to kind of show up and be the color commentator. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm so excited about Star Wars and I love it so much and I I can't wait to watch next week's episode, but I try to just carry and bring that excitement in as sort of my contribution. But yeah, I, I think the co- whole conversation about the balance of it is, is crazy. And I think it's one of the things that, you know, I learned while streaming on Twitch full time uh, for about six months last year. I learned quickly, like, you, you don't have it. You don't have what it takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and it could have been, you know, what I was streaming. And I just always found myself being more focused on the music than the streaming and and realizing Again, like being a content creator in the truest sense of the word that's really trying to grow a channel, whether it be a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel, or it's all consuming. I mean, you know, subathons and overnight streams and all that's just, it's just not my speed, you know? And 
uh, and I have a lot of respect. I met so many people, you know, Dano, to your point of meeting other creators and talking about analytics and what works and what doesn't work. I went through all of that, not as long as you have, but for my, my during my time with Twitch on my channel, just talking to other streamers and learning about what works and what doesn't work and everything. And the level of respect that I have for creators that are putting in the hours of, of work, Very, much like, you know, Adam and the editing on this show. It's, it blows my mind that we have a new show fully edited every Thursday when we just recorded like five minutes ago and it's just done and it's amazing. So, I, you know, I, I think maybe where I, I'm, I'm someone who's like not a huge fan of social media in general, like, you know, the sort of desensitizing of the human race and how we don't communicate anymore and all this toxicity and negativity that is infecting our brains every day. You know, those small points that I don't like about social media, I think maybe carried over a little bit into like streaming and content creating. Look at me, look at me. You know, I kind of had a misconception about what it was. Um, And some people are like that, but the majority I think are are not, majority of people who are making good content certainly are not. And and I'm I'm happy that that viewpoint was really shifted during my time being my own air quotes content creator, you know, on Twitch and Patreon, meeting other people doing it, like-minded people who are creating in that space and learning from them and, uh, and seeing how much time and effort they put in. And it's like, well, yeah, no, no shit. You're, you have 50,000 more followers than me, 500,000 more followers than me. You get three hours of sleep a night doing this, you know? And it's like, it's just, it's, uh, it's inspiring, uh, for for someone like me who, in maybe a little bit of a different way, as I mentioned, kind of like just really hustles really hard to continue doing what I love, whether it be doing this podcast or making music, you know, it's really important to me to work really hard to continue to be able to do those things in my life. And so a lot of respect for for people like you, Dano, who who put in the time and effort to build that community and not just chase the viral clicks. You know, it's it's a totally, as you said, it's a totally different experience. It is. Uh, and, you know, I appreciate you saying that. But one of the things that was you're speaking kind of I, w- I wanted to touch on is when you get into this and you start making your content, you have to make a choice. What am I going to what am I putting out there? What kind of vibe am I putting out as a content creator? Mm-hmm. And like you're saying, like, do I go for the viral? Like, because we could I could just be toxic and make yeah, yeah clickbait. this sucks I and I hate everything I and start with <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy, this, and, and I could get clicks very, very easily. I know how that works because it works. I see it all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't want to put that kind of energy out into the galaxy. You know, yep, <laughs> that's not, that's not the vibe. I don't want to live in that headspace when I come home from work. I want to come home and come to my office and be like, you know what? I'm going to have fun making this content. I know that the people that I think of when I look at the lens and, you know, I know when I read their comments, I know those are people who are having fun too. And that's the, that's the energy that I want to have and bring. So that's kind of become my focus. And sure, I could have a much larger channel. I know I could. There's a lot of like I've tested it and seen what, what works and oh, that kind of stuff does work. But it's just not something I want to put out. And you do have to make that choice if you're getting into this. It's like, how do you, how do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. What, what do you want out of it yourself? And what kind of, what do you want your life to be around it? There's a very cool parallel to, you know, the concept that uh, faster, more seductive, the dark side, you know, faster, easier. Yeah. So yeah. Faster, easier, more seductive, but is it stronger? No. Looking at the human experience we're we're in really murky waters right now with the the fact that um, I think Nick, you've brought this up a couple of times as we've covered star cruiser, you know, the really, really shitty comment that had, 
thousands and thousands yeah. of likes that, you know, you replied to with a very informed answer that got two likes, you know, and <laughs> yeah. it just, just, and, and I mean, it, look, it is, it is the human sort of, how many times can I say human on tonight's episode? The, the, human. The, 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 the rubbernecking, you know, the car crash sort of concept of like, you're going to look at the disaster more than you're going to look at a pretty picture. I, I, I don't know. That's just off the top of my head if that's the right way to say it, but it's certainly true on the internet. I, I mean, people are now so overwhelmed with negative content that is enticing and like spicy, you know, that sharing a positive experience seems to be not the norm anymore. And that's so, so sad. Mm -hmm. But here we are, if let's go back in time a couple, you know, a, a few weeks now, so many of us didn't know each other, but we, we shared this incredible experience together because we choose the light. We choose not to take the easier path. And, and our podcast has stood on those same principles that we are here to celebrate Star Wars. Can we, can we criticize? Can we talk about things that uh, we felt could have been done a different way? Sure. But how mindful, guys, you know, have we been of like not letting it turn into something where we approach those things from a place of negativity? You know, mm-hmm. I guess fair to say constructive criticism, if if criticism at all is is something that we've stood on because it's just been so important for us to rise above all that toxicity and all that clickbait. I mean, sometimes our podcast titles are a little clickbaity, I guess, right? But um, yeah, you gotta but, play but, a little bit of the game with sta- with with standards, though. Right, right. Yeah, standard there you go. Principles. With standards, clickbait with standards. But then you get somebody in the room, and they're like, "Oh, this is nice. They <laughs> they like stuff, yeah. you know, or at least you hope." Yeah. And there's a way to to have criticism and not be just pure vitriol, right? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you can you can say, "Hey, I don't I don't like this thing. This didn't work for me," but you don't have to be jumping up and down and screaming at the screen. And so that's one of those things that I try to bring in too. Like, I don't want to just always be like, everything's great and wonderful because in reality it's not. And I do try to be real. And if I don't like something, I'm going to say so, but I don't have to be nasty about it. And that's mm-hmm. one of those things. It's like, you can do that. And a lot of people don't realize that, Hey, you can not like things and it's fine. You just don't have to be gross about it. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars isn't perfect. And guess what else isn't perfect? Any person on earth. So like, <laughs> yeah. what is the point yeah. of uh, being like an armchair quarterback type of person? It's like, it just doesn't like, also, it's just like, time's up, guys. Like, it just doesn't matter. You know, like, it really doesn't matter. The negativity is not constructive. And you're literally screaming out into the ether it doesn't matter in your opinion kind of doesn't matter <laughs> like like yeah. that's it like just this should be uh, all of this should be entertainment that we enjoy you know like that's yeah. that's why we're here i actually i saw a tweet from a listener yesterday i guess in response to uh oh i i posted the meme uh, of will smith slapping chris rock and they're both he and Chris Rock were labeled Star Wars fans, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, in yeah. the thing. That was the meme. You know, we're just always beating each other up, right? And the caption was, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to toxic fandoms. <laughs> and um, somebody responded with, love the podcast, but if I don't like something, like, I'm a, I'm entitled to have that negative opinion. It was kind of like, yeah, love the podcast, but throttle back the uh, all the talk about toxicity and stuff because people can not like stuff. And I get that for sure. Like, of course, yes. Like, there are plenty of things in every Star Wars thing I've ever watched that I'm like, nah, I don't know about that part right there, you know? Some things that I outright didn't like. Some things that I was, like, absolutely, like, emotionally devastated by. But for us, like Ryan said earlier, 
we're very thoughtful about what we do and don't say because the question is to me, and I, I posed this recently because it just kind of hit me in a different way recently. What is the point mm. to your thing, Dano? What energy are we putting out in the, in the universe? And if we were legitimate film critics and people look to us for our opinions to decide whether or not to go see a film, okay, that's part of the job description. But that's not our job description. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about the stuff that we love. So why even waste the breath mm-hmm. talking about something we don't? We don't act like we like it if we don't. We just don't spend time talking about it because no. who cares? There's plenty. Of, you can go to plenty of places to hear about stuff that people don't like. Yeah. So the question is like, what's the point of putting it out there? Either for validation to hear someone else say, yeah, I think that sucks too. Mm-hmm. Or to get a reaction. Yeah. And that reaction may be you just want to troll somebody and you want to rile them up, or you really think that your opinion is going to get to the top of Lucasfilm and that you potentially have some yeah. influence. That's that's a big one. But as far as I'm concerned, like everything, speak with your dollars. If you don't like something, don't watch it. Yeah. Don't go see the next movie. If you if you're really that bummed, don't participate financially and there will be a reaction. Like, yes, there was a backlash about Solo, a ton of backlash, but the thing that Disney really responded to was the way it performed in the box office. Like, so we don't have to go out there and be toxic assholes. Like, if you just, if you don't like it, don't give them your money. Mm -hmm. It's the way capitalism works, man. Which is fascinating, though, because people, uh, I guess maybe some of that box office was lost on people not going to see it a second time. Right. As so many Star Wars fans will go sit in theater and watch the film, you know, all, every showing on the first day. You know, I <laughs> guess that probably didn't happen if, if people were really going to see Solo and not liking it. But I would pose the question, how much of that is the case? How, how much of that box office revenue was cut because people weren't seeing it repeated times versus how much of it genuinely was just people reading crap on the Internet and just not going? Not mm-hmm. forming an opinion of their own whatsoever, just exactly. Not going, that's you know, and that's yeah. the kind of environment we live in. And I, I and to sort of steer it back to a good place, I think. Hopefully, people like us, people like Dano. I think Dano, it, it resonated with me when you said, you know, I could have a way bigger channel, you know. And I, when I was streaming last year, the amount of stuff, ideas I heard from people coming, do this, do that, do that. None of it was who I am. N- none of it was who I am as an artist. As a person, you know, none of it would I, would I felt comfortable putting on on my channel for the sake of having a bigger channel, right? And that's tough because it would have been really cool if my channel had exploded and, you know, like that's that's what I do for a living now is just kind of hang out at my house and drink coffee and turn the camera on. You know, it's a, it can be a cool <laughs> space to work in. But I wasn't willing to do a lot of those those things. And I'm not saying that people who are willing to do certain things, by the way, let me let me clarify that, are like selling out or doing something. There's a lot of aspects of being a streamer that aren't even bad things, that aren't even negative things. It's just like being always on and, and sort of having to do some of the things that I, I felt like weren't necessarily who, who I am like as an authentic artist. authentic to you. Yes, or authentic there to me. Go. So I'm not trying to say that it's like, People were saying to do this stuff and it was it was stupid shit that I didn't want to do that all these stupid people are doing. That's not the vibe at all that I was trying to put across. But what I'm getting at at the end of this is you could have a bigger channel, Dano, but I think one of the things to hold on to for us and people like us is the the internet specifically, which is the space we work in, right? It's overwhelmed with clickbait and negative and, you know, and toxicity. It really is. I mean, that's the majority. It's the loudest thing in the room. Yeah. It's, it's not just, I don't like this. It's, 
it gets gnarly out there, man. It gets bad. But but to wrap up what I'm trying to say is that try to hold on to the idea that there are so many fans just looking at Star Wars, just at what we do and what we cover on the podcast and Dana, what you do on your show that are looking for a positive space. And, and unfortunately it's harder for them to find it because your channel isn't as clickbaity. It's not out there. It's not on the front page of this and that and the other, cause you're not making these. And the algorithm doesn't uh, reward that. Exactly. That's correct. Exactly. A huge issue, but they're there. They are, those fans are there and they are looking for a safe, positive space to Adam, you said, you know, I'm posting this to, so that someone else will say, yeah, I think that sucks too. Well, f- for all those people, there are people who are looking, does, does anybody else like, think star wars is awesome like can we can we not <laughs> can we not talk about it it being cool and like it being my whole childhood and so i think it's commendable that you know a creator like you dano would would make that choice like nice. to, you know especially because you've tested more more click clicky stuff you like, you know let's see what happens right and it didn't feel authentic and it didn't feel right and it, and it's you're you're doing it because you want to provide a space uh like you said to build community and and for people to come and i don't know man i i think uh there is an element of, you know, hard work pays off. And I, I think, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe your channel will never be as big as whichever asshat is, you know, just, <laughs> just foghorning negative, toxic shit about Disney out into the world at nonstop 24 hours a day. But you got to believe that it's going to keep growing and, and you keep attracting people who are uh, positive and who doesn't want to be in a positive space anyways. Like, would I rather our podcast be big if we had to be shitheads all day? No. You know, I don't want that. This may be the most ironic shit ever coming from a bunch of emo band members, but <laughs> we do really actually like to be happy. As much as sadness <laughs> pays, we also like to be happy. I think, too, like one more point. The whole like vote, like I want to say voting with your, your money or like just responding to things you like or dislike with your money, I think is a huge thing because... As much as I don't know what goes into movies or television shows or whatever, as far as them being a success, I'm pretty sure it's just money. (laughs) If if it makes money, it's good. If it doesn't make money, it's bad. So if we're constantly just dumping on an entity, Star Wars in this case, if it's not supported, and I talk about this with the Star Cruiser or Galaxy's Edge, like... If these things aren't supported, I think that we don't get them. It's not that, like you said earlier, Adam, like I want my idea to like Lucasfilm to see my idea and, and so we, things could be changed. I'm like, I don't think that's how things work. Like <laughs> we get things and we support them or we don't and then we get more or we don't. So if yeah. some Star Wars fan out there only likes the original trilogy and is waiting for more original trilogy type content, like I don't know how we get that. Because I don't think there's someone at Lucasfilm just reading tweets and being like, well, I tallied the votes today and a thousand people <laughs> want original trilogy stuff and only 200 want a sequel trilogy. So I guess we're doing more original trilogy. It's like, no, you got to you <laughs> vote with your dollars. <laughs> like, no, dude, like, that's it. I love your troll voice. It's my favorite voice you've done so far. <laughs> the box office. I just came up with that one, guys. I just came up with that voice. The box office is like a, it, it's like it's like the ballot box, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, man. in a way for how trying to steer a creative empire like like Disney, and, and I think that's true. But you know, back to content creating, one thing I'm excited about with the podcast and and Dano, I mean, I'm sure you know the amount of people you've met that are actually Star Wars people, like not us, actual Star Wars, you know, people who do a Star Wars professionally, 
<laughs> in some capacity. The list is starting to get kind of cool and long and like, wow, these people we're connecting with. Because those people don't want to connect with the shitheads on the internet who are, <laughs> you know, who everything they do and everything they advertise is about, hey, come watch my next video where I tell you everything that's wrong with this thing that just came out. Like <laughs> that's what most of those channels are built on. P- Disney and Lucasfilm and all these artists, that the, the actors, the writers, the, the comic book editors we've talked to, everything up and down, they want to be talking to people like us. They want to be a part of our communities. They want to, they want to be in a space where people appreciate what they're doing and are grateful for their work and celebrate Star Wars with them. So, I'm just I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just think it's really commendable to be a part of a team, you know, and and a part of a group of people, you know, now that we've Dano, we've connected with you and we we did the Star Cruiser together and just the community, our little community keeps growing and I I just think it's so rad. And I think just to add to what you're saying is both of those negative or positive create a feedback loop. Yeah. Uh, whenever I get the positive feedback, that makes me want to create more. And like what you're saying, these people at Lucasfilm who would rather deal with people on the more positive side, most likely, that just inspires them to make more and cool stuff. So it, mm-hmm. the negativity works the opposite way. It does not inspire creativity. And so that's that's one of those things. It's just like it's always you get what you put out there, sometimes tenfold. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's those communities again. I just, that's my, been my big thing since galaxy's edge opened. And I've seen all the different little communities within spark up is like, that's, that's the beauty of star Wars. That's what's made star Wars so cool. Since I was little was going on the playground and talking with other people who love star. It's a little community. And now Mm -hmm. here we are in 2022 where the star Wars community is bigger than I've ever seen it. And it's it's a really cool place lately. If you you know, if you happen to find yourself on the right side of the galaxy, it can be a really, really cool place. And just being a content creator has only helped me enjoy that and dive into it further. That is a perfect place to wrap up. I'm inspired as hell. I'm gonna tell you that. Let's go make stuff. Hell yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. Dano, tell all of the listeners where they can find you, what you have coming up next and um, what to look forward to. You can find me on the Dano channel on YouTube. What you've got to look forward to is a lot more star cruiser stuff. I I've got so much star cruiser, like footage, little bits that I'm yet to release, but a lot of the same old kind of stuff too. product reviews. You're going to see a lot of lightsabers, a couple more NeoPixel. That's been my new thing is the NeoPixel lightsabers. (sighs) And Crazy. they're addictive. They are so addictive. So, I know, dude. I, I know. I know. I, know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't put mine down. I can't. It's I just can't do it. slippery slope. Dude, something really interesting about that, actually. They're so bright and just so legit, and the blades are built so much better than the other blades. Yeah. The, the one edit that I did of Nick, Ryan, Austin, and me standing in the door of the bridge, where Ryan's got the green saber out front horizontally, and I'm holding mine, I edited mine to look like a real lightsaber. I did nothing to Ryan's. Hmm. It's just a NeoPixel blade that just looks like that. That's awesome. Yeah. That shit's worth the money. Yeah. Continue. So that's that's why I'm going to be focusing on more NeoPixel stuff because that's where it's at. That's where the new the new tech is. Uh, that and then we're going to be leading into Celebration in the next couple months. So yeah. we're going to get a lot more Star Wars and whether it's toys, TV, movies, I just want to have fun and hang out with people and talk about it. So you guys can find me on the Dano channel on Instagram at Dano Flores and I think Twitter, the Dano channel and Maybe some other projects coming up soon that uh, I'm not quite ready to announce yet, but stay tuned. Good times. Speaking of announcing things, uh, we did say this on a recent episode, right? We announced our event that we're doing at Celebration on Saturday the 28th at Chain Reaction. We're doing 
I won't use the brand name of what it is, but it's a Star Wars themed night of music that's relevant to our bands and our genres. And uh, details to be announced, but it's going to be a good time. Tickets will go on sale sooner than later. We're going to rage, but not too much so that we're not hungover because no one wants that at celebration. It's just Sunday of celebration that you'd be hungover for. It's fine. Don't try to peer pressure me, dude. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just pack a flask for Sunday, you know, hair of the dog. You just keep drinking and don't get a hangover. That's the move. You're a terrible influence. (laughs) We should also mention that we, as a podcast network, in association with the Dano Channel, are doing a contest. We're giving away awesome stuff from Star Cruiser, maybe some other stuff. Dano, give us some details. Tell the folks. Yeah, so we've got a big Star Cruiser giveaway. While we were there, we picked up an extra legacy lightsaber. So that training lightsaber that's been so hard for people to find and get a hold of because it's exclusive to Star Cruiser. We're giving one of those away, complete with a blade. Uh, We've got some kyber crystals that work with Galaxy's Edge sabers, like from Savi's, from Crafted Core. We've got stickers that we're all chipping in. I've got some pins and patches I'll be throwing down as well. A kyber necklace from uh, Star Wars Workshop. So another way to hold your kyber crystals that you win. Smuggler set from PropRite, and I think we're going to be adding some more prizes to this. And the way it's going to work is we're actually going to put kind of it's kind of a scavenger hunt between all of our channels, right? We're each going to have a different phrase in one of the upcoming episodes throughout this month hidden in one of our episodes. So you'll have one here on Thank the Maker. Princess and Scoundrel will have one. Mike over at Armor Party will have one as well. And when you get all of those, we'll give you exact details as to where to send them once you've collected all four clues. Uh, But we're going to announce a big winner of all of this stuff on May the 4th. So make sure you stay tuned to all of our channels and outlets. Uh, We'll also be posting pictures of the prizes and everything on our Instagrams collectively. So just make sure you're following us everywhere if you want to get your hands on that lightsaber and all that really good stuff. That said, if you want to follow this podcast on social media, you can follow us at ThankTheMakerPod on TikTok and Instagram, at ThankTheMaker on Twitter. All of my stuff is at AdamTheSkull. All mine is at William Ryan Key. All my social media is at Nick Bayside. And you can check out episode 39 of the Radio Radio Show. If you don't know any of these bands, The Vaccines, Kaylee, Goldsworthy, Kississippi, Together Pangea, these are bands that I play on there. And maybe you could listen to them and like them and support them. Do it. And stop listening to the music you listened to 25 years ago, like Bayside. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't stop listening to Bayside. I, I take that back. You can also find uh, the two other podcasts on the Thank to Maker Podcast Network. Armor Party, hosted by Mike Forrester, all about Star Wars costuming. Princess and Scoundrel, hosted by Sarah and Stephen Maciel, which is about Disney and Star Wars Park going. And the, the Star Cruiser content's going strong in there as well. So check it out. Mike, do some Star Cruiser content on damn Armor Party. Ugh, stop having really famous helmet builders on and stuff and talk about, <laughs> you know, somebody's captain hat or something. All right. He said yes. Okay. Uh, patrons, thank you for hanging out with us. Patreon.com slash ThankTheMakerPod is where you go. If you want to be a patron and support us, get exclusive merch, watch us record live, get access to our Discord, and so on. Thank you. We love you all. Dano, thanks for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. And until next week, may the force be with you. 